the physical destruction from the earthquake in Turkey and Syria is pretty evident, but the emotional toll for survivors is harder to see. Nevertheless, it's something aid workers are trying to focus on as millions of people try to rebuild their lives. Scarlett Wong is a clinical psychologist and the mental health coordinator for Medicine Sans Frontiere in Gaziantep in southern Turkey. And she joins me now. Welcome to breakfast, Scarlett. Thank you for having me. This is a really tough situation for everyone, for the aid workers and, of course, for the survivors um, most profoundly. How are they coping right now? Um, Yeah, it's a really difficult situation. Um, You know, there's quite a lot of um, distress on the streets, as you can imagine. Uh, A lot of the buildings haven't been cleared yet for um, return to um, habitation. So people are sleeping in their cars and just running the heater all night long. So, yeah, it's it's a really difficult situation here at the moment. Yesterday, two new earthquakes hit the region, a 6.4 and a 5.8 magnitude tremor. What sort of reaction did that cause? I, I imagine if you're traumatised already, that would have been incredibly um, unsettling for people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We were uh, affected by that earthquake. We were having dinner and um, everybody ran outside and you could see everyone came out of their buildings and um, immediately all the cars uh, drove into our, because we have wherever big vacant lot in in front of our, um, in in front of our apartment block and it filled up because no one wanted to sleep inside, even though their buildings were cleared and um, Children refuse to sleep inside even their tents because they, um, yeah, are fearful of what will happen again. So far, the focus has been on providing immediate assistance with food and medicines, clean water, shelter, and that makes sense, obviously. Um, You know, that's just the immediate response. But there will be a lot of people now experiencing pretty profound trauma, I imagine. How well equipped are aid workers to provide the mental health support that comes after a tragedy? Um, I think right now in this acute phase, the focus is still on, because we still are inside the trauma, we're not sort of thinking past it yet. So it's about keeping everybody calm, focused on the day-to-day, getting the shelter, the warmth that they need um, before we focus on the post-trauma. We're thinking in maybe a month to three months, we'll start to see the longer-term trauma effects. Most of the population should recover, especially in Turkey, where they haven't had as much um, long trauma like we had, what we're seeing for people in northwest Syria who've experienced 12 years of conflict. For them, this is really devastating because they're already, it's another layer of devastation for them uh, and highly triggering. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. You mentioned children not even wanting to sleep after those, those the, the more the earthquakes we saw in the last day in their tents, yeah. which sort of speaks to how they must be feeling. It must be really frightening yeah. for children who survived the quake. Uh, tell me about that. I mean, I, I, you'd say you've, you've seen children who beg their parents to let them sleep outdoors in the freezing cold yeah. because they're scared of being inside at night. How can children recover from that kind of trauma? Um, it's really important for children after the re- if they've experienced an event like this to for the parents to understand their needs but then also to try to return to normality as much as possible so in the camps we've set up child safety uh, sorry 
Yeah, sorry, friendly um, places for them to play, uh, for them to be able to continue schooling and education and return to as much normality as possible. Um, otherwise, yeah, otherwise their whole focus is on the earthquake and there's so much in the media at the moment about that, so it's important for them to be distracted. Many children have been orphaned in this tragedy. Is it possible to help them when the need is so great? Yeah, that's a really troubling part of this. We can't actually get a hold of the numbers of the um, orphan children. A lot of them are staying with family if they can, but much of the uh, focus is on um, recovery and um, identifying uh, um, the loss of uh, loved ones and and children are a real problem and, and concern, especially in northwest Syria where we don't have as much visibility or aid. You're in Gaziantep region in Turkey, but you have no access to people in Syria. You've already mentioned yes. that you think that, that the situation for them emotionally, mentally will be much more profound because of the compounding effect of, of obviously displacement for such a long period of time. Can you just yeah. explain to me what you're worried about with people in Syria, what kind of impact this, is, this latest event will be having? Yeah, I mean, half the population in Syria already internally displaced um, and trapped. Basically, they're landlocked. Uh, They have no ability to escape and they are already um, facing uh, living in camps for the last decade or so. And on top of that now, more people are displaced, another 10, 20% of the population. Um, And there's very little humanitarian aid being able to uh, enter. Uh, There's only one access point and MSF is calling for more access points so that we can get more critical aid, medical supplies and human resources in to support an already incredibly burdened um, healthcare force. I know that you are trained in this is your work, but what kind of impact yeah. has this had on you? I imagine this has been really, really um, different to, to anything you may have seen before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, And I mean, I I think it's, I could speak for some of the Syrian colleagues that we have, that I've been speaking to in um, Idlib, who have said that um, they've been through 12 years of war, they've been in, uh, you know, shellings and bombings, but nothing compares to this recent earthquake, all these recent earthquakes, because it's so completely unpredictable. And there's no way you can go to seek shelter, whereas they said at least with bombing, you can find a bomb shelter or you can know where the bombs are being targeted. So for me, that was really, um, I guess, yeah, humbling because I know that I'm here to provide aid, but I can return home to Australia uh, and have uh, safety, whereas for people in this region, that's not a choice they can have. Scarlett, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you. Scarlett Wong is the Mental Health Coordinator for MSF. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.